0: Discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it is five o'clock on Monday, and we are stealing some beer. I'm Brian Cass.
1: Where's Augie Carton?
0: I don't know, man. He obviously didn't return your bike yet. So
1: uh well, he's still wondering if your knees on my fixie. I, mean, I guess
0: well,
1: still in Denver. I don't
0: know. Hall's still in Denver too. Uh as uh, we sit here and watch the the ticker tape of of awards coming in. Um we were hoping to get some on the floor uh uh reporting, but I don't think we'll be getting that today. But we're going to continue on here. We have a wonderful guest, obviously a friend of ours, Justin, um, and a repeat guest as well. We last had him on about two years ago, uh, as they were about to open their doors in New York City. like to, Three years ago, was it three years ago? Well, yeah, it was almost in three. Person,
1: I think right.
0: Yeah.
2: It was. It was before the. Uh, it was before the any in this pandemic business. So yeah. Yeah, I think
1: it was, it was probably, probably three years
2: ago. Well, Pro- meeting, probably. probably <laughs>
0: One it, of it was 2020. It was probably one of the last live recordings we oh, probably yeah? did at Treadwell. Then um, it was episode, as I have it up here, two two fifty four, episode two fifty four. Now obviously was that about was one hundred
1: and thirty some episodes ago. So anyway, Brett <laughs> Taylor from Brooklyn's Wild East Brewing, welcome back, Brett. Thank you. Happy to be on.
0: Hand claps, man. Hand claps. We're happy to have you back, Brett. Uh, we Justin's been procured a couple beers from you uh to have the boys drink blind on a show uh over the last couple years as well but how's everything going now that the doors are open and you know what you've been up to
2: good things are things are good you know like we um yeah like we opened into a lot of you know um uncertainty and um and i think we're finally starting to get our uh get our feet under us um with you know we've been we've been good on the liquid um you know, since the beginning, but it was like, it was like figuring out how to weather this new business, uh, in, a in, in very un, unsteady on unsteady ground. Um, and, and we've, you know, when we build our, we built the business plan, we were, you know, it was all about the, uh, the tap room, and the tap room is still like a, a huge focus, but we've, um, in the very, we, we saw things were not quite going the right direction, um it's like the money wasn't coming in fast enough um at about the midpoint we had our, our midpoint midway year owners meeting and we were like you know what we gotta we gotta get some more distribution here we gotta push more beer out if we did you know, four distributors and um now i can't make things fast enough so <laughs> um so it's yeah we're, it's kind of like um very we've the last few weeks where we've just onboarded with a couple more distributors we're like it's just everything's flying and i'm just like making patience and fortitude all the time um we literally bring out beer every other every other batch of lager now
1: um so that's that's one thing i wanted to ask you about brett like i you know when you were first on i i don't know maybe i misunderstood what you were saying but i don't remember you being so lager focused and also you know i have friends from north carolina virginia now that are like sending me pictures of your beer saying wow this is amazing do you know these guys Yeah. Yeah. So how did those two changes come about? I guess the logger focus and the distribution. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, um, when it came, the, the logger focus happened when, um, we, you know, we opened to do, we opened to do a pandemic. We, um, we had this, we have a 30 barrel system, 30 barrel tanks. We, I could have fill them, um, which I was doing for a long time, but we needed to make beer to stay, you know, to, to stay in business. We had to do what we could. And, um, and we were always going to make some loggers, but it was never going to be like, we were never going to be, you know, uh, a logger brewery, quote unquote. Um, and so we, um, we had to fill our tanks and we had to be able to, we had to be able to, um, sell beer very slowly and it needed to be beer that could only get, that would only get better. And so I just kept on making more and more loggers, just experimenting with not, not experimenting, just like, just like learning different styles Um uh, reading you know you read a book <laughs> every every time there was so much research goes into it I, I would sit down and read a book or two or or all these like blogs and everything about how to make these various um uh how, these various uh you know classic european lagers and and then we just lagered the shit out of them and uh they they ended up being um you know some of these batches of beer were getting like six months lagering but the by the time they the, the last bit of them went out we were doing wow. uh we were like packaging like 10 5 10 barrels at a time just pushing it out um and and it worked out pretty well so it's just that was what it how really it came to be is we just had time we had to make beer that like if we'd try to make be an ipa brewery we would have ended up dumping so much beer we'd have we'd have, like run ourselves out of business um so that was that and then um but the mixed firms thing has still has always been, you know, it is what we what we do, and we still we still do that as well. Yeah, so, I think your name
1: alludes to that, so maybe yeah, there's some expectation there. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, the, you know, the the original the original plan has not changed. It's just the um, you know we've had the we've had the pivot a little bit, yeah, and and you know, pivoting to become like you know we're we're one of the only lager style breweries around here he like we're very serious about it we we specialize in Czech style loggers um and you know we we you know m- my Czech style beers are always at least double the cocked um you know we're um we give them a nice long fermentation time we use like 100% Czech ingredients my house yeast is a Czech strain um it, it's um it's which is not the easiest yeast to use um and um and the other pivot was yeah into um distribution and it, it all kind of happened organically when we started um we were connected with some people in dc who who were interested in our beer because they'd had it and so dc is a self-distro area so we started self-distributing down to dc and self-distributing statewide in new york state and and then it all became very untenable so we um we we saw we signed with allied um to get us into dc northern virginia um and then and then we and then we signed on with serene to get us around the the new york state so um mm-hmm. those are those are our two biggest you know that's that's our two biggest uh, um uh, markets there
1: so um, but you have other you have other markets you said there were what four distributors
2: yeah there? philadelphia um okay. which is pretty new we're pretty new we're just a couple months into there um we we signed on we we signed a uh through the end of the year agreement with them so that we could be um we could pour at um uh human robots uh festival down there oh cool and then, um, we just sort of stayed and, um, and, um, signed a forever deal with them. And then, and then, um, have been, you know, just, just at our, our official launch, a, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, so we're, um, they're very, they're very keen there on, on, you know, um, our check, you know, and Fortitude, our Czech Style Pilsner and, um, and our, and our Hazy Paleo. And then the, the 50 other stuff around there. But, like, those are the two things they kind of really want from us for that market. And then the last one that um, we just signed with is Craft Collective for um, for Massachusetts and and Rhode Island, which is read very carefully in Boston and um, and uh, and just a smattering in um, in uh, uh, Providence, um, but we haven't even launched there yet. we have just we've signed. Cool. DVD.
1: So I would say you guys have like, one of the, like, more diverse uh, tap lists in the city in terms of a, a brewery tap room. Like, I go in there, there's a lot of different stuff to try. It's not all just lagers, like you're describing, but, like, and it's not all just hazies or IPAs. It, it seems like you really brew a ton of different stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, We've it, been able to do, to do multiple, to do uh, maybe five Pilsners at a time.
1: Yeah. A- but those are different iterations of Pilsner, right? It's not like all German Pilsner. Yeah. You're saying like or all yeah. Czech Pilsner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it's one of my favorite places to drink your brewery because it's almost like you're in a beer bar <laughs> rather than right. a, a brewery tap that's, room.
2: That's what I always say. I'm, I'm i always, I would say like yeah we're um I, I call for we're a rotator bar um sorry I'm in the podcast now um we're a we're a rotator bar but it's all made in house um and uh um so yeah we're uh and i and i always and i i like to speak in superlatives even though if i don't even though i don't have the uh necessarily have the uh the the the, the um i don't have every way to back it up but i would say we are the most diverse uh draft draft um menu in new york city breweries and we're the most dog friendly in new york city brewery uh, you know maybe maybe not but you know it's fun. yeah
1: and you're in a good location too, because you got a lot of neighbors there that make beer mm-hmm. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Cass just referred to that area as Logger Lane. Between, three-
0: I called two- it the Logger Block because Lager you Lager can you e, e, e can walk from Brett Spot, and you can go over to Threes, and then yeah. back over to Brett Spot. And if you need to a little inner mezzo, you can go hit hit Finn back and get get a little uh distilled spirit, or yeah. you know head down the street and see our friend Jason uh, at Strong Rope. Yeah, I mean it's just a, a wonderful area and seeing how it grows and you know last time you know obviously we had you on the show you were just opening up but your pedigree goes back into brooklyn to you know keg and Lanner, which you know my first experience meeting you you were you're cooking up something in the basement over there um and it's just great to see you know how, how everything has grown um with you brad So,
2: yeah yeah thanks um I don't
0: know. We should get into some beer here, Justin, uh, see oh, what yeah, everybody's, just, s- everybody's sipping on here for the day.
1: So uh, we're not doing the blind thing this week because uh, these shows kind of came together last minute and I didn't get it out in time. So we're just drinking something interesting. I just picked up a transmitter and other half uh, collaboration that is an Oktoberfest. And this is really nice. It's, it's, uh, can condition, so it's a little, it's got some, I don't know, spicy to it. Yeah, it's spicy, well, it's a different character to it than I'm used to, but um, I'm really digging it. Um, what are you drinking on Cass?
0: Well, I actually have two beers in front of me, one one of which I'll, I'll speak to later, but um, I had two lagers before this as well, and now I'm on my third of the day. A uh, Utica Club is what I'm drinking <laughs> in honor of our. Our guest of the Empire State, I uh, wanted to have some New York beer on this show. Oh, and guess
1: what? Uh, Allegash White just won gold for Belgian style wit beer, as it should <laughs> surprise, surprise. That
0: That's not even rigged. That's it, not I'm even rigged
1: up in the morning.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry I, for the interruption. I'm so
0: <laughs> hey, we, we might get a couple of those outbursts. You know, we got some some beers we like to drink and some people that we like to to present here. So you keep those outbursts coming, Kennedy. Okay, yeah, I got screen yeah.
1: beside us here. I know Brett's watching it too. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm drinking on Utica Club. Um, I, I'm. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, but this is a, a fantastic beer that you can only get in New York State, and you can only get it in upstate New York.
1: Yeah, you can get it here where I live in New York State.
0: I, there might be a few few places that I think get it in the city. Um it's like as long as you find the distributor that brings it in, you can probably ask. Um, because they do they they make a damn good amount of it because it's in a printed can, there's draft, there's bottles uh it's, it's just like a, a 30
1: pack beer right like you can it's a, a 12
0: pack no it's a 12 pack beer so and actually like the fun story about this one so i i have this beer store i like to go to in ithaca i, I won't name its name at the moment because i don't want you guys going up there and buying all the utica club because when i walked into the store two weeks ago i'm like where's the utica club they're like it's coming off the truck right now if you got 10 minutes to wait i was like I do. And then I bought <laughs> bought about six cases of it to bring back here for my friends and, and my barbers that, that really love it. It this this is actually the first beer after Prohibition. Um these guys literally had their paperwork in to the government. So when Prohibition was lifted, they turned on the kettles and they started making this beer. Now the physical brewery Utica Club does not exist anymore, but it is made by FX Matt up in Utica, New York, which is Saranac. Uh if you don't know what FX Matt is. And it's, it's the summer crusher here and really all year crusher. If you ever find yourself in upstate New York between the Finger Lakes and Albany, that's where you're going to find it. Uh, you probably find it on the store at a Wegmans, you know, Whole Foods or, you know, just a well curated bottle shop. Um, It's pretty popular. I love it.
2: When you go up to, uh, when you go up to um, the uh, um, State Craft Brewers Conference, it's like what you drink.
0: It's it's the New York Brewers beer. I mean, obviously, Brett, we want to know what you're drinking in a second, but you you obviously have some experience with Utica Club. And my first experience was at the New York State Brewer Conference. They were in a bucket of ice just yeah. looking oh so glorious. And once you see, you know, brewers drinking it and, and speaking about it, you know, it's something special. So, but, you know, what's what's your uh, what's your take on the U.C.?
2: Oh, uh, you know, it's just like it's one of those great sort of. I mean, I, I call it a pre prohibition lager, even though, as you said, it's a It's more. I mean, I guess it's uh, I don't know that much about it. It did it, it existed before it's been
0: so. This brewery opened what does that say on the can here? Uh, 70 years in production. Yeah. Um, so right first, after first beer, first beer sold in the United States after prohibition. Um,
2: um Yeah, it just, it has that great sort of like classic American, like pre-prohibition sort of like vibe to it. Um, I don't know. It was, um, it's a, it's a lovely little beer. It just, you know, it's one, I I hate the word crispy, um, (laughs) uh, but it's one that like, I'm fine with describing as crisp or crispy or whatever.
1: Um, Cass, I want to give a shout-out to a New Jersey brewery that just won gold in Belgian-style something category, The Source Brewing, which we were just talking about.
0: Yeah. Oh, shout-out to Phil and Greg.
1: Also, uh, and, and,
0: and Jeremy. And Jeremy. And everybody over there.
2: CIA CIA won uh, for in the Classic Saison category.
0: Oh, uh, wow. Shout-out to Hutch. Yeah. Look at all this. We're giving flowers out today, boys. <laughs> what are you drinking, Brett?
2: I got a... We just um packaging Moon Atlas, our um our uh Czech Amber lager. Um we just uh pegged it yesterday and are um and our uh canning it on Tuesday. Um and so I'm just yeah, I just took a little uh lucre lucre pour on that and I'm I'm sitting back having some of that.
0: So we'll be doing shotguns and uh, milk chugs of this on Wednesday night at the guild meeting. Then,
2: yeah, I mean, if you wanna, if you, uh, you know, uh, it's a, <laughs> um, sure. I am not a uh, shotgunner. Or
0: a- I'm <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Not not one person in that room would be doing anything of the sort with with a, a delicious lager that you made.
2: I you know. Uh, no, I've seen it done. I've seen it done. Yeah. Maybe with the
1: Utica Club, but not with the.
0: Yeah, I, yeah,
1: totally. Jack Amber yeah. Lager. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Um and uh I'm also I'm I am kind of double fisting right now though. Um I grabbed some of our um some of our uh um age grassette uh as well. Mm, well yeah. so
1: cool. Does that go into a can as well?
2: It does. We can condition it. Um it's a, so it's it's a mixed culture uh, beer that's can condition to about three volumes. And um so actually, let's talk
1: about, let's talk about can conditioning for a second because the beer I'm drinking is can conditioned. Uh the transmitter other half yeah. lab. Is is there an art to that? Is it is it, it science or
0: it's science. I mean Brett Brett's the yeah. brewer he, he he'll definitely get into the geeky stuff, but you have to have your science right, otherwise the cans go boom. But right. I will say from the packaging side of things as you know, we, we do these, these beers all the time. It's a great way to go. It's Sierra Nevada does this for a lot of their stuff too. Uh, it's great for dissolved oxygen and basically scavenging that out uh, while this beer just kind of develops and carbonates in the can. But, mm-hmm. you know, Brad, you know, fill us in kind of on, on your process and let's educate the thieves on, you know, what, what it is can my, conditioning.
2: My process is exactly almost exactly the same as, is, um, bottle conditioning with one um, important um, difference. And that like, bottle conditioning you use a gravity, a gravity filler, it fills to a certain level, you cap it, you go, you know, same but it's the same, like, uh, research loop with with sugar and yeast, etc. Um, the main difference is that with a can you need to get the fill level right, um, to get the headspace right, so it's you're 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 like you have to get the weight of the can right, um, and so uh, otherwise it, it's uh, I, to me it's identical. Um, for us, it was more economic than anything else um, because bottles just people treat bottles, even 500 milliliter bottles of of saison for twelve dollars. You know, like mixed culture saison for twelve dollars. They treat it like a like a artifact, like a museum piece. They they like buy these things maybe. If they buy them, they take them home and they sit on them and are waiting for some special occasion. Um, if you can condition it, you take a massive hit on margin, but you sell four at a time, you sell four experiences at a time. People view it completely differently. They they brew it as a beer you drink. And I'm, I'm brewing Saison to be a beer that you drink, not to be a beer that you like seller and 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 uh and like sit on for years. Yeah. Um ready to rock whenever I package it. It just needs to be done. Uh, package conditioning and all of our saisons are also keg conditioned as well um, and so uh you take a massive hit on margin but you sell it way faster we sold of we sold 15 barrels of of 3.8 percent mixed culture table saison uh uh in like three weeks between 50 cases uh 50 cases which was like nothing we didn't even we and this was this didn't even go out to distro it was just local Local distribution and uh, and uh, well, yeah, maybe one, maybe a little bit went to, to DC, but like hardly any went to went out. Like, they weren't picking up massive amounts of it for like for like Allied, I'm sorry, for uh, for Serene and just like sending it statewide. Just like a, we made a tiny amount and then we made a bunch of half barrel kegs. All of it was at a good price, and then all you got to do is make it again and sell it again. And you just, you know, you take the hit on margin, but you just you you make up for it in, in, in volume. Um. Because a uh, uh, forty-five cases of mixed culture saison um, bottles, which is my usual run on that, will sit for months, um, even if it's a you know award-winning beer. So,
1: yeah, I, I even as a you know a a consumer, I know that I I tend to buy cans way more than bottles, and I don't always know why, but I kind of you know th- I think about it a lot when I'm shopping. Is that that I don't want to like. Carry around, carry around uh, bottles in a in a in a on a bike or whatever that I might break, or is it? I don't know. There's a lot of psychology that goes behind into that too. So it's an interesting concept, but I tend to gravitate towards cans no matter what.
0: And I mean, Brett. So you're not going to bottle the same beer that you can as well when you do something like that too. So it's also a unique experience of of the beer in itself, right? So.
2: In my heart of hearts, I'd still like to do a, a sh- very short run of seven fifties for people who want to do that sort of thing for a collector type person. Um, but I, that's a little weird now. And now I'm contradicting myself, so I'm not sure if it makes <laughs> actual sense. In my heart of hearts, those beers would be in seven fifties. Um, yeah, I, I've never I've never understood the 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 this like oh I can't drink a seven fifty; it's too much beer. The same people who say that. Are like are um, you know it's 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 two cans worth of of right. uh, of, a, of a you know five percent beer, but they'll sit down and drink three or four cans of of like a six or seven percent, eight percent IPA and not think twice about it. So yeah, you know maybe they just don't like saison. I don't know, but most people do when they taste it.
1: We had a uh, Matt Moon from another Moon Brewing on recently, yeah. who is dedicated to the seven 750- yeah. fifty uh, format and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, God bless him, but it's gotta be tough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, uh, exactly. I think, I think, um, I, I'm happy that some people are keeping that, keeping that going. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had Matt's beer at tourist and, and, uh, and you know, pouring from a bottle, it's, it's a very nice experience. Like his, his styles of beer don't need to ever be in kegs. They don't need to ever be in cans. but a 750 bottle is like the perfect, the perfect way to to do his beer, and it's lovely, you know. So um, you get the carbonation right. You don't have to worry about a balancing a draft system. You don't have to worry about some like am- amateur hour bar, you know, who can't who can't handle high volumes. You don't have to worry about your beer not presenting well. Like it presents. You dial in the, the numbers on the bottle, and uh, and and it. All you have to do. The only thing left is the right glassware and, and the right temperature. So. Um,
1: yep. What do you what do you think the right glassware for a Saison is, Brett? What's your go to?
2: I mean, I'm 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 very I have very mixed feelings about it. I'll uh, I'll tell you right now I'm drinking grassette out of a stemmed wine glass, but I also feel like it's working class beer that should be just drunk out of
0: a, a pint. You know, drink it the,
1: out of a glass.
0: Just I want a pint of that. It.
1: Yeah, I, like like a little glass, you know, like, like I I like wine glass, stemmed wine glasses for Saison too. I, I'm not sure why. Not even like a a tiku i want like a proper like yeah. regular wine glass you know
2: yeah i don't know why it,
1: i don't know why either <laughs> another,
2: one my, another, one, another one of my contradictory things i'm like this is working class beer but like but i'm gonna give it a stick your pinky out thing and i'm always like my other thing is like i hate this like people drink how they dr- how they dress kind of thing like oh it's stout season when it gets cold blah 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 and you know what i i do it myself i brew that way but, well mainly because that's what what the consumer wants i also <laughs> drink that so well, like I, you know whatever I'm guilty.
0: I I mean I also think I mean the style of beer saison you know they're usually something that's very well crafted. Um, I wouldn't say always complex, but there's something special about it. And when you're having it in that tulip or that wine glass does it elevate your experience i don't know I, I like i'm not pouring pints of saison dupont when i have a 750 of it you know i'm i'm cracking that bottle open and i'm grabbing the the closest thing i have that three of my friends can all you know share in and that's usually that that stem the wine glass cuz you don't want to put it in a small taster you don't get to you know swirl it around and get the the aromatics out of it um so- i think
1: i think that's one of the neat things about saison though is that um, you know there is an elegance to it but it is also supposed to be like a workaday type beer but you know you put it in a wine glass and I don't know you suddenly it, it tastes better It feels it, you know it smells better I don't know there, there's a nice you know ritual to it which yeah. I don't think you can say about a lot of other beers
2: yeah I mean it's definitely a style of beer that I feel like um, as long as you keep it in balance don't go too you know when I say Saison I'm always talking about something that is made with uh, Saccharomyces, Brettanomyces, and Lactobacillus, and is, yeah. and is aged in oak. Um, so that's let's use that as a starting
1: point for everything I say. But,
0: um, that's the Brett <laughs> de- definition. Exactly. exactly.
1: Not the, not the old <laughs> Sly Fox Saison on six pack. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, that would be impossible to say. <laughs> um, uh,
2: but uh, no, like I think that a beer, if, as long as it stays in balance, the acidity is not too not too strong. It's dry. It's the, um, the Brett character is not overwhelming. Um, and the Oak's not, not screaming too loud. I feel like it's a beer that you could pour with, you know, at a fine dining restaurant. in a yeah, wine. But it's, sure. I also, I also will sit down and watch. I'm from Pittsburgh. So I'll go, st- go Steelers. I'll watch a Steeler game or I'll watch a Penguin game with like, with, you know, drinking my Cezanne. Cause like, it's just, it's, it's just a lovely beer that's not gonna get me hammered, and I can drink a bunch of it. You know, like a, if I take if I open a seven fifty or something, which I don't even make anymore. But if I do, I can like I can take just it to the head. a Couple nips off of it, like, um, you know, you just go back to the fridge a couple times, and you know, you drink two, you know, you drink a seven fifty by halftime, and then you, know, you get into something else in the, for the second half. You know,
1: I kind yeah. of. It.
0: Get into those loggers and ride the ride the wave exactly to the victory or, or loss yeah, of the right. game.
2: Yeah, it's not um it's not by accident that all of our all of our like most uh our like pilsners are all uh, in black and gold cans. So,
1: so I want to give out a shout out to a friend of the show. Ben Keen is now on the stage at JBF Awards. Oh man, Ben sure Keen. I'm is. not sure why. <laughs>
0: We'll have to have him on to find out why he was.
1: See what's going on. It was. It looked like it might be a brewery from Seattle. I know he lives in Seattle. I don't
0: know. Maybe he's repping for like Cloudburst or Floodland or one of those guys or something.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure why he was there, but. I'll shoot him a text and see. So. See if
0: he answers his phone on live stream.
1: <laughs> He's already off stage now.
0: Oh, shout out to shout out to Ben Keen.
1: There's such a there's such a, um, a lag
2: between the photos and the and right It's almost like impossible to know.
1: Yeah, and they just did the hazy juicy IPA category. Some random brewery from California. One I didn't recognize it. What was know. the name? I don't remember. <laughs> did it's you see it,
2: that? No, I'm just seeing the American style IPA yeah uh, comrade comrade i've been to comrade That's good beer i've heard of north park in san diego that's the only one of these three i've ever heard of yeah it's this it's very i maybe it's like this all the time i don't usually watch it but um it's it it, it remains a very like west coast uh centric uh a lot of winners from the west coast so
1: Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, uh, a because so many more West Coast breweries enter, or you know what the or there's just so many more West Coast breweries than East Coast. Maybe it's all better than us. Yeah,
0: that is not. Those are those are false, false facts. We have we have some lovely beer over here.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So I just opened a second beer. I opened Harvey's Elizabethan Ale, which I've been told this is the last time they're going to produce it.
0: Shout out to the Queen.
1: This Queen Elizabeth just died. Um, but yeah, this is a really nice. I don't even know what style this is. It's in very much English style beer, but seven and a half percent, imported by B United. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess this is the 60th anniversary of this of this beer, and they're no longer going to produce it. So,
0: 60 years. Buy more bottles of that. Yeah, um,
1: seriously. Rowery Lane has bottles. That's the only. Oh, that's where I bought it. But um, yeah, it's not a beer you see around very often. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I've definitely never had it. Perhaps when I'm in town next next week, I will. Yeah. We'll scoop it up.
2: I just was in the UK a couple weeks ago. Oh,
0: um, do and, tell, uh, do tell. How many how many pints of cask beer did you have? <laughs>
2: I'll get. Or did, that. Lo- or did you lose? Or did you lose count? Personal record. Um. No, we went over my wife had it was um had uh she's a novelist and she was um she was invited by the bronte society to do a um to do a reading or sorry do A Q&A, um at a festival they have um so but we stopped in leeds or sorry we stopped in in london first and i did a quick collaboration with hackney brewing company um and was their, it called hackney hackney yeah
1: oh cool
2: we, um, I, we, we collaborated with them when i was at fifth hammer um, so I um, I got to know him a little bit, and then uh, and then and then it was funny because um, Chris O'Leary was over there uh, about a month or so, a couple months before I went over, and he he was like um, he was like yeah I was, I was at hackney and like they're still talking about your beer from from like opening bash. And I was like oh holy shit! <laughs>
0: <laughs> shout out to Chris O'Leary.
2: <laughs> Sorry,
1: I said shout out to Chris.
2: Shout out, shout out to Chris who's at who's uh, at GABF right now. Yeah, he's, he's probably at these
1: awards right now.
2: Yeah, I told him if I win anything, you can go claim it for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, like I, I hit I hit them up and we're and so we went over and we did a we did a um a best bidder um and hung around London for a little bit, then went up to went up to Leeds, um, hung out with um, Northern Monk for a little bit, and then um and then went over to uh, to Howith. A small, a small village in uh, in Yorkshire where um, all the Brontes are from, and there's a little pub there called the Fleece Inn, um, and they, um, it's a Timothy Taylor pub, and cool. let me cool. tell you, Timothy Taylor is one of my top five favorite breweries in the world. Yeah, and, and so I set my personal record on that day: ten imperial pints, <laughs> <laughs> all cast except one. One was a bottle.
1: Had- was that mostly uh what is it called? timothy taylor's landlord is oh that-
2: yeah it was i did three landlords um there's a the bolt maker or cutter or something like that um which is another uh like um bitter yeah I had a mild i had it they have a dark they have a dark ale um it's not they have a dark mile it wasn't a dark mile it was kind of like a porter but it wasn't I don't know what it is it's just it's just like if you were to make if you were to make landlord dark it was that
0: oh, interesting that. it's fucking awesome
2: it was so great and then i went and then um and then um the next day over in Leeds proper i had a um i had a freshly tapped cask of uh of um uh old peculiar
1: and that was sublime nice yeah. you- do you guys go into any English styles at Wild East? Oh, it... yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No we um I
2: just we just delivered three casks up to um up to Joneswood Foundry yesterday uh not yesterday um on Thursday I think. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we uh we've got Dark Mild um uh our our um I consider I consider our like 6% stout to be our to be a, an English variation so we we consider that part of the program. Um I just did a um an Irish red for um which is not obviously an English beer but um vaguely of that tradition. Right. Uh, for wolfhounds out in Queens. Um they asked for they asked me to do like a to do a beer for them. So I was just like, sure. Um and uh, we we um we made that but I pulled a few casks um for our own use and um and then I have uh um we're brewing SB this week so um yeah, yeah, we have a pretty RESBs. Um, it gets around town. People like it a lot.
1: I probably had it. It's just one of those things where it's I so go moderate. to a place and I drink lager usually.
2: And... Yeah, 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 totally. totally. So yeah. we have, so our our English ales have like a really cool nomenclature. Um, the first one we did was the dark mild temperance. Um, and then we made moderance. Um, and then we made the barley wine um, belligerence. Uh, and then uh, we, um, we want to make, we have some ideas for some other ones too. So um, yeah, they're, they're fun. Definitely uh, the, we keep getting, we keep being told that we need to make more casks. So we keep making more casks. Um, do you have, do
1: you have cask engines at the tap room? I don't even we know. I have a cask
2: what? engine. We just do it the like, the like sort of janky way where you, with style.
0: Yeah, pin, pin on the bar man, pin on the bar. Yeah,
2: Exactly. exactly. I want to get one. There's all these like bars that discontinued their cast program. Yeah, I was I mean, gonna
1: say so you so should be able to find one secondhand these days. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. everyone stripped them out. Yeah.
0: No, you'll be able to find one uh, easily. I and so. I, I think you know it's on the comeback for you know proper pub drinking or just yeah. just proper drinking in general. We see the lager craze going on. People are just right. want to dive into the old world of things um i'd like to touch base on the beer that i am drinking because it, it, i'm drinking a, a very simple porter for all intents and purposes from our friends at hudson valley brewery Porter with vanilla this would have been a fun one to give to the guys blind because yeah. at a first note i got a little little cola on it and then it just it just develops into this just nice roasty beer and I honestly thought it was higher ABV as I was starting to drink, and then I looked at the side of the can and thought it was five percent. So definitely got some body to it, making it with specialty malts, and it's got Hallertel Blanc in it, which I, I, you're Brett, you're the brewer. Um, yeah,
2: I never have thought of that.
0: I, I'm I, I'm trying to find it in there because I have had you know that in in many loggers and things like that, and I interesting interesting choice. For border
1: yeah, no,
2: totally. I'm. Mean, I wonder if they just use it for bittering, and because uh, it was because it's what they had. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, that was my first thought. Is that they they had it on hand? Is that a waste of a hop? I don't know how you know how special that is, but
0: I'm going think... to ask the boys next time I see them. But yeah. I mean, it, it's good. But now that you mentioned that bitterness, I do pull a little bitterness out of it out of that last sip, and the vanilla is sub subdued. I mean, it's a really nice beer. This would be a proper. It would be awesome if this was in a cask or something too if somebody just peeled off the regular porter threw some vanilla beans in it and had some fun with it,
2: yeah yeah, yeah, no that sounds really good. I like that sort of restraint too like don't make it don't go over the top of the vanilla um just like it doesn't
0: it doesn't even pull it in every direction like it's it' it's just super smooth and obviously a nice pairing for the cool day we have you know outside, totally,
2: yeah, I think it's I think um. Um, my preference with all adjuncty kind of beers like that is like, or what are you going to add some sort of flavors? Make sure you can still taste the base
1: beer. Um, yeah. My first thought is why add vanilla, but <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's, I, it's, I'll tell you, it's it's just very nice and it's not over the top too. It's just, it, it's a little hint of it, a little skoosh.
1: Yeah. No, I know it's, that's in the wheelhouse of Hudson Valley to do, you know. Some and it's, a, and, and it's, day, but. And yep. it says
0: specialty malts too, so I don't know if that's something they pulled from, you know, the regular, you know, maltsters, or if it's something that was, you know, New York State grown.
1: But yeah, nice beer. Brett, do you guys use much New York State ingredients?
2: Yeah, so our our um uh all of our farmhouse style beers, like all the saisons and everything, are all all hundred percent New York ingredients. Yeah, um, we have a we have a a land beer program um that where we where we use uh um, a, a lager that we use uh New York ingredients on as well.
1: Yeah. So um yeah it's uh, how have you how have you found the trajectory of the quality of the New York State ingredients to be is it increasing or is it kind of uh,
2: Yeah they're great. I mean the um the um the uh um the, the the malt especially for me is is really good. Um I I have uh a, a, it, it it's actually a little bit too good for traditional brewing processes i think um i you know like i it it um the conversions are so are so quick and so good that like my like decoction step mashing uh is not doesn't doesn't necessarily uh play out the way i would like it to but um we make really good beers with it so yeah um it's good in that way. Hops um I haven't found I haven't found any that I completely am I'm in love with. I think I have some really good ones for saison and then there's a few that um that are uh great for lager. Um I don't I haven't really tried to make like IPA or pale ale too much, so
1: Yeah, I saw I think 3s just did a fresh hop beer with some New York State hops. I was yes. kind of interested in that. I I, didn't, I haven't tried it yet, so I can't say anything about it, but yeah, yeah. I thought that you know, at least they were giving it a shot, I guess. Right
0: yeah well do we do we well i'm sorry i took a little break there do we uh where can they find brett when they find wild east do we do all that sure brett where can they find you
2: um yeah so we're in uh we're all around new york city all around new york state uh i mean actually i don't know where i don't know where we all are. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> so much of that stuff and i'm just sort of like yeah we're there um uh, certainly, our tap room in in uh, Gowanus, Brooklyn, um, and uh, we are um, we're getting deeper and deeper into all the various areas around around New York. Um, we have uh, yeah, uh, New Jersey. Uh, oh, I, I didn't mention that too. Yes, we're also in New Jersey um, with Serene, so um, you can find us around around Jersey um, again. I have no idea where. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you guys ever do events in Jersey or do you ever do like yeah, we did. is the tap tap takeover thing still is that not a thing anymore?
2: We did a few um we we had launched initially with um with a uh, a different uh, distributor out there and um we didn't get too deep into uh into jersey before they got into some sort of financial problem. <laughs> okay we had to sort of part ways but uh they um we we are with serena and serene's so you know we did we did some launch events initially with them um whenever we started that whole process but uh um we um kind of went away for a little while now we're back and i'm not sure if we're gonna what we're gonna do uh that's not my department so I'm um, sure I, uh, yeah I just uh kind of um uh make myself available when needed and uh and do um and do uh you know these kinds of things are very easy for me to do because I can just get up in the morning <laughs> break <from> my, <laughs> break get- from my uh, brewer, uh responsibilities and jump on and chat
0: come yeah. drink some beer and your social medias mm-hmm
2: um, uh, at Wild East Brewing uh, for for all the things. Um, that's mostly Instagram. We do some Twitter.
1: Yeah,
0: they go hand in hand, we and and obviously, you're open seven days a week too. So you know, open up early in the afternoon. Don't be bashful if you are in Brooklyn. Go get yourself some some loggers and some saison and uh, a couple hoppy treats. Yeah. With our with our friend Brett, and ask for Brett, he'll come out and talk to you about the beer.
2: Oh yeah, totally. He,
0: he oh, ain't bashful. I mean, um, my,
2: my team do they they are very they're protective. You know, you, gotta, you might have to, um, you might have to, uh, you know, uh, let them know that you know you're 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 just here to try try some beer and you want to chat. But I'm I'm happy to do it. But they they're always like, oh, he's busy. He's busy because because. Sometimes I am, and I'm. Um, it's I'm trying to. I'm trying to avoid certain types of people who are trying to sell me something. But I'm always happy to talk to you.
1: <laughs> but if you're a listener to this, to this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> just say, just, just say you're a brewer. You just
0: year. say you're a brewer. Just say you're a brewer, oh, and yeah. you're yeah. big. You're a big fan of the beer, and and, and Brett will come out. He'll drop Absolutely. everything he's doing.
2: And they and they know that too. They know that too. If you just want to hang and talk about beer, I'm happy
1: to be a little
2: to. But I don't want to buy anything from anybody.
1: <laughs> what are <laughs> people trying to sell you, Brett? Oh my God. All kinds of they're always trying to
0: find beer. Yeah. You got a brewery business. You're getting sold oh. by me. By me and everybody else. But, uh Do so we have a letter, Justin? We got no letters this week? We've got letters, tweets.
1: We got letters, but they're addressed to the two absent co-hosts. So we're going to oh. wait for them to return and then we'll... uh we'll read those letters. So thanks for sending them in just uh yeah, wait, wait a week or two.
0: We'll... Yeah. Well, Hey, if you want to write us letters, I mean, now it's, it's two weeks and we don't know if Augie and John are ever going to come back. You might be stuck with Kennedy and I for the near future. Sure. Um, Write us letters. Tell you what you think of uh, the show. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all social medias at steal this beer. See what we're drinking on, on tap that steal this beer. Um and be well, you know, appreciate y'all listening. Oh, dude, fuck the Patreons. Patreon. Saw we didn't do it last episode. I knew we were forgetting something. You told me we were good. Patreon.com slash deal this beer. Um, those dollars go a long way we really thank those that do donate to us it it, it does help us out here it keeps us on year keeps the beers flowing to the guests which we did not get to which uh we will get back to the black glass uh once augie and john return but we really appreciate your patreons again you know those who want to kick in a couple bucks patreon.com slash steal this beer uh get at us y'all